three, two, one. from our dining room table again, not because we're locked down, but because we can't be bothered driving a Ballarat. Is that the reason? Yeah, pretty much. Don't make it sound like that. Just make it sound like we were forced to stay here. We fought against the establishment and they refused to have us there. And they won. Do you reckon Voice FM would fight for us? They don't even know we exist, remember? Our name's not even on the running sheet. But, no, uh, comedy hour. The comedy show, that's comedy right. Comedy show. But that's we it. digress. Across the desk from me, obviously, as you can hear, is Luke Massey once again. Good evening, Luke. Good evening, Tim. It's good to be back here again. I'm always here, you now I think about it. You are, yeah? yeah? So, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. You know I've had a rough weekend. And you have. If you look around the room here, mm. you see that I put up a lot of Geelong Cats decorations last yeah. week to try and cheer our boys across the line, a lot of blue and white, and then, obviously, after the week, Weekend. I was going to take them down, but I'm too lazy. Mm. So instead, what I did was just add red. Yep. Um, so that half the room's bulldogs. And I did take down half the white. So there's there's red and blue on one side. Yep. There's red, white, and blue on the other. We're all set for grand final day, mate. I think it's very festive. Oh, it's, it's something, isn't it? And I figured that we could keep it up for Australia Day. Oh, red, white, and blue. I like it. Yeah, the flag. Nice. Save yeah. me having to ever take them down. Are they going to last till then? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> so this evening I'm going to talk about my treatment of you during the game last Friday. Yeah, it was a bit harsh. It was, but uh, look, we'll discuss that. I would never have done that to you. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk <laughs> okay, about... keep a straight face. <laughs> no, that's right. We're going to talk about school holidays during COVID. What's the point? Yeah, the whole thing's one big bloody school holiday. And yeah, that's crap. What are you talking about in that's crap? Well, I'm just going to... No, I'll just keep mine to myself in there. Right, okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about John and Cats. Well, that's why I'm keeping mine to Yeah, yourself. right, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, we'll see what you got. All right. Um, special guest tonight is Pam Bluesesian. She's fantastic, mate. So she started off an organisation, a charity called You're the Cure. Yep. After beating cancer herself due to a marrow transplant incredible woman absolutely and we've been trying to get her on for some time and, and it just hasn't worked but now she's keen as mustard and she's just had a baby too oh fantastic um, news and just going beautifully but she's going to tell everyone how they can get on the the transplant marrow donation list and it's just a really easy thing to do so look it forward is. to hearing from her yep we got all our regular segments, Mailbag, Ginger Vitus Award. You know what? We'll probably talk some crap too, wouldn't oh, you think? I think we already are. Yeah, probably. I'll tell you what, let's go to a song because all I want to do, Tim, is have some fun. Absolutely. Never thought that song had a strong finish. I'm a bit particular on my finishes to songs, as you know. Yeah, I know you are, but what's wrong with that? No, nothing wrong with it. I think it's a great song. It's the light beer of songs, you know, sort of (laughs) when you're not really that keen on it, but you want to have a song anyway, that's the song you have. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I'll put it in the same section of sanity as Kenny G and Michael Bolton. Kenny G? Yeah. Does anyone even listen to Kenny G anymore? No, and that's my point. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So... My topic tonight is I wanted to talk to you, well, really, we're going to enlighten the listeners as to some of the carry-on on Friday night. I'm not going to get involved in this, Tim. If you want to talk to the listeners about what you did, that's fine, but I'm still a little bit upset Good. about the way you carried on and made it so public, so I'm not going to get involved. You go for it, mate. All right, look, and that's great that you're going to play the victim in this, because that sort of works well. So <laughs> you started it by decorating my room in Geelong colours <laughs> and then videoing me coming home to see it and putting it on Facebook. 
Yeah, that's a fair point. So yeah. would you admit that that is somewhat provocative? Well, you know, I don't know All if right. I deserve the onslaught that I copped. So, mm, sorry, that's... Hey, how's your coffee? Yeah, right? very unprofessional, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, it's because we're not in the studio. It's because we're sitting here at the dining room table. And we just might as well be having a chat. No, that's right. Is this thing even on? I don't know. So on Friday, we were here, you and I were just watching the game, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Some quality time. Oh, well, look, if you're going to tell a story, tell it properly. So the, the day before, Tim had said to me, look, I know we're out of lockdown. I know I could go to the pub and watch it with mates. But Luke, because we've been through so much together here, I really want to watch the footy with you. Oh. That's not exactly how it comes <laughs> out. That's exactly. <laughs> I gave out a little bit of mayo. But I thought, well, since Tim's watching the footy with me, yep. I'm going to decorate the house a little bit. I've got the blue and white streamers, the blue and white yep. balloons. Did the whole lounge room, maybe did a little bit to your bedroom as well, a little just bit. to get you into the mood. I will direct our listeners to the Facebook film clip and you can see it yourself. So I thought, no worries, here's what we're going to do. I call it the Louis Thoreau strategy. You're a big fan of his work, I know. Not really, go on. All right, I know who he to, is. You know who he is, right? Yeah. He's got that interviewing technique where he pretends to be clueless and draws people out. So I remember there was one where he was interviewing, I think, neo-Nazis and Louis Thoreau's a of Russian Jewish extraction, right? He's talking to these neo-Nazis and he's just going, oh, would I be accepted into your gang? Like, knowing full well the answer is no, but just want to elicit that response. And yep. that's the Louis Thoreau strategy. So that's what I thought I'd do. So Thank you, Louis. So, but the opportunity didn't present itself till you guys were already sort of losing by a fair bit towards the end of the first quarter. Because like, I remember you were cock-a-hoop when you kicked the first goal. Yeah, I might have gone a little bit earlier. There was a high five or two given out there. Only to you. Because there was no one else here, Tim, to no, high five. That's so. right, because that would have been illegal. That's illegal to have other people so, in the house. Anyway, just before quarter time, you guys were already, what, 30 points down? It was looking that way. It was looking that way, wasn't it? So I thought, I posted the following. This is what I posted as my first salvo, if you like, just Come before on. quarter time. Come on, get it over with. All right, so I wrote, G'day, Luke. This is on Facebook, mind you, public forum. Uh, G'day, Luke. Maybe you can help me. I'm not a footy expert like you. What happens at quarter time? Did Geelong get a go? Cheers, Tim. And you see what I've done there? I've just pretended to be clueless about footy. You don't need to pretend, mate. You no, are clueless about absolutely footy. Absolutely, I am. 100%. And what I love, though, is because it went out in the public forum, it's all sorts of people hopped on board. Oh, yeah. It was a Everybody little bit of mileage. Uh, oh, a bit of mileage. It was fantastic. And then, look, things got worse and worse, unfortunately, for your beloved cats. And, look, yeah, I don't really enjoy seeing you suffer. Well, I do a little bit, I suppose. But just before half time, listeners, I posted this one out. Oh, I just want to say, too, that Luke is genuinely not listening to me right now. He's doing something else. No, I'm on my phone, mate. I'm just uh, looking to see what other people are up to. That's it. Yeah, that's right. No, I was was actually checking the score at quarter time. So they were four goals, three up. So, yeah, 27 points up. Yeah. But just the way the game was going, mate, it already looked a bit sus, didn't it? It didn't look good from the start. No. No. Anyway, so just before halftime, and I know Luke's a big cricket fan as I am, so I'll put this one up. Hi, Luke. Sorry to disturb you again during the big game, but as a footy pundit, can you help me? Is this like cricket? Will Melbourne declare at (laughs) halftime? Cheers, Tim. And that one, that's the one that got the best response out of people. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they all most liked that one. So, And that, yeah. I think that was actually my favourite out of all the ones I sent that night. Out of all the ones. See, you listen to yourself. Out of all the times I gave you shit that night, that was my favourite. That's not like I gave you a bit of shit because you lost. That's yeah. like I did it again and again that's and right. again yeah. and again and again. And it just kept coming. My favourite bit, though, my favourite thing about it was that I was sitting right next to you while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And because you're a keen social media fan like I am, I knew that you'd look at Facebook. Facebook at some stage, it was great because you get your phone out, you scroll through, and then just hear this. You're, a, I won't repeat yeah. it. You're such as, and yeah. I just giggle. No, you mate. can repeat it, mate. I called you. A that's yeah, that's right. right. He did call me. A that's right. <laughs> anyway, look, as history shows, things got worse and worse for the parole cats, and obviously Luke's sitting there giving a fair bit of feedback to the umpires. You weren't happy uh, with some of their direction and no, some. No, of their... look, I can't blame the umpires, mate. I wasn't happy with some of our efforts. 
those night games don't go no, well no. for us when we should be tucked, tucked up in bed. In bed. That's yeah. right, Dave. So anyway, so towards the end, this is just before full time. I sent this one as my final parting shot, if you like. I did send one at some stage saying, are you okay? Because it was the day after are you okay day. And I was, yeah, you were a bit late with that one. The day after are you okay day, no one gives a shit if you're okay. No, that's true. And I didn't really. I was just putting it out there as a bit of a joke. So yeah. this one was my last one. I said, uh, hi, Luke. I reckon the umpires have had an excellent game tonight. Impartial, consistent, and generally fair. Imagine how badly you'd have gone if the umpires had had it in for Geelong. Phew. Cheers, Tim. And that was the last one. Mm. And that was pretty much the time you stopped talking to me that night. I was surprised I lasted that long, actually. Yeah. Because, like you said, we are getting smashed. I had nothing to do but sit on my phone and just read the responses from people who were loving it. The and, tripe. You know, and this is one of those things, mate. When you give as much shit as I do... You've got to expect it back. You've got to expect it back. And you've got to be able to cop it like a man. And unfortunately, I haven't learned to do that yet. Mate, well, so. we, come, we come to what I think was probably the highlight and the coup de grace, if you like, of this whole thing for the listeners, was the next day. I knew Luke was struggling, and I thought, nah, it's time to probably, you know, wrap this up, leave him alone. So what I did was I went across the road to Cole, and the news agents and I bought him a $15 bunch of flowers and a sympathy card. I like how you said $15 Where? you left the price on it. I know, I left the I price on it. I can't you spent 15 bucks, mate. What price? What price on When, when a mate is, is struggling yeah. and I had to say, look, I'm feeling for you, so... Um, did, did they not have any cheaper ones? No. Well, no, they had ones for like five bucks, but they, no, I wouldn't even give those to you. They were terrible. So I've got the card just over there, and if I was a professional and I like, was good at what I was doing, I'd have it over here so I could read it to you. But basically, the gist of it was, look, Luke, I'm sorry about your loss last night. I'm here for you during these difficult times. If you want anything, please don't ask me. You know, the funny thing was, I woke up the next morning. Usually, I'll come straight out. Yeah. But I thought, no, nah, I know he's just going to give me shit, so I'm not going to come out. I could hear you out here. Yeah, no, fair so enough. So, I went and had a long shower. Yeah. Tried to wash away the stink of failure. Mm. And then, eventually, I've come out, and you weren't standing here. I've just seen the flowers and card, I thought. And I was out for a walk, wasn't I, with You're the dogs? out for a walk with the dogs, and I've just gone... Well played, son. That's well it. played. Because you it. don't even have to say nothing. No, man. that's right. It's just like, I've beaten you. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to come back from this. That's right. You can do all of the streamers and the balloons you want. You are a loser, and I have to comfort you. That's right. And look, in your defence, though, you put the flowers straight in some water, and they're looking lovely. They are looking over lovely the over there. It's about the only colour we have in this house. Besides yeah. the streamers and balloons. Well, the streamers course, are fantastic. Yeah, they look great. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what to say about that, Tim. I no. think we've talked about it enough. There's nothing that really needs to be said. Ah, look, it's not a high note. Let's have a song. I have actually chucked this in for you now. I played you a bit of Pearl Jam last week. Oh, yeah. You didn't like it? Well, it was acoustic, wasn't it? It was acoustic. Yeah. And he said... Unless it's Rocky, yeah. not Rocky is in the soundtrack yeah, the, Rocky, the, but it's genre. It's got a little bit of rock to it, a bit yeah. of beat. Don't even bother. Well, I've gone through my Pearl Jam archives. Mm. This is not for you. not for you and I tell you a little bit of that indulgence that you're talking about there Tim it could have just faded out that's right you know I love Eddie I love the gang I love everything they do mm. but they could have just faded out and left those bells or whatever they are yeah it's like picking at a guitar did you, did you like the song though? I did like the song okay so yep. I'm on the right track yep because you know when it comes to music your welfare is all I'm trying to achieve here I still owe you big time for that card and flowers, and I mean that in a nice way, not retribution way. Like, it was a really nice gesture from the heart, Tim. It well, really makes me want to do nice things for you too. If I could just touch on something quickly before we go into your topic, 
as a sort of karmic treat for you, the dog shat on my carpet that day and I had to clean it up, remember? Yeah. And you sort of were there. You actually took photos of me down on all fours. I think, did I put that on Facebook too? I think no, I, I think you took it off again. So I you took it off. You were worried you were overposting. Yeah, and also there was a big picture of a shit there. Still and, more um, appealing than Geelong's performance on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Got was, him, it yes! Quite symbolic, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. Thank you to, was it Missy or Bear Bear? No, it was Bear Bear. Bear Bear took that shit. Didn't he take a shit in your bed last night? He did take a shit in my bed last because mm. Bear Bear and Missy sleep on the end of my bed yep. and uh, Bear Bear's probably got an upset tummy of some sort and couldn't get there in time and so I was up at midnight cleaning the sheets and stuff. Uh, so. I'm not going to say the word karma. I don't think it needs to be said, Tim, but... That's all right. You know, good on you, Bear Bear. We digress. You want to talk about school holidays? Yes. I'm a big advocate against school holidays at the best of times. Mm. Right? I've written columns about it. They should be abolished as far as I'm concerned. Too right. Teachers should be paid to look after your kids like babysitters. Right? 9 till 3.30 every day, rain, hail or shine. You have your weekends off. You have bloody heaps of holidays all year. But school holidays during COVID is going to be especially tough, more than any other holidays in recent memory. And the reason for that, I've been struggling, Tim, to find stuff to do with the kids as it is. You know what I mean? You know, I take them for a hit of tennis every day because what else can we do? No, there's nothing. You know, we're in lockdown. You can only exercise. So we'll go over here to tennis if there's a court available. What am I going to do during school holidays to differentiate from that? More tennis. Yeah, just play more sets or something. What else are we going to do? Runs. I don't know. Runs? What, like Bear Bear? No. Well, oh, that'll take up some yeah. of the time. Hey, hey, kids, come here. We're all going to shit together. <laughs> We're going to get gastro together. <laughs> There's nothing else to do, mate. Like, we used to go to Melbourne school holidays. Can't do that. No. Like, even in Geelong, your time zones and all They're only allowed to have 10 people in one room. So yeah. I don't even think they're open. No. And, and the thing for the kids, they've been here anyway. Because mm. usually the big thing for them or the healing thing home. for them is staying home. That's right. But they've been doing it anyway. That's right. So the only difference for them is they don't get on the computer for 20 minutes at 9 o'clock in the morning. Is it that much? Like, how much are they actually doing at the moment? Mate, I walk into my kids' rooms when yeah. I wake up every morning. So what time? About 11, 11.30, right? <laughs> they can log on themselves. They don't oh, need me to do that. So I walk in there and they're just playing games or they're chatting to their friends. They're never in a class. Yeah. This is what I don't understand. Why are they not doing classes like they would if they're at school? I thought they were. I thought that's how it works. No, it's not how it works, mate. They log on every morning. And we're talking two different schools, two different year levels. They log on every morning for 20 minutes. The teacher outlays the lessons for them for the day. This is what I want you guys to achieve. And then pisses off. What? What are they doing? Down the pub. Well, they can't. Well, no, you can tell there's only 10 of them. Are they just going, okay, guys, I'm here if you need me, and then just logging off and writing a big bong or something? <laughs> like, what is going on with these teachers? Why are kids coming to me and say, I don't understand this work? And I go, well, what does your teacher say? Well, I don't know. So, like, is the, uh, hang on, is the teacher still available for no, questions? No, they're just gone for the day, Tim. What? Yep. And I'm getting them come up to me going, oh, I don't understand this maths quiz. I go, why are you asking me? I'm not a school teacher. So, so can I talk I, to your teacher. Can I ask you a question then? Yeah. So, given that both your kids attend private school. Yeah. Right, and the teachers are only online for 20 minutes a day. Oh, I know what you're going to say here, yeah. and the answer is no. Are you serious? There is no reduction whatsoever in the fees. Not one dollar. Yeah, they're not getting any access to the school's facilities. No. They're not getting any access to the teachers, no. because they're obviously off doing whatever. No. Having pillow fights Taking hits in the from staff the room. No. Or hits from the bomb. I'm sure they're not doing that at a private school. At a public school. Are you serious? A private America. school? The place would be awash with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we don't like to insinuate that's what happens. I'm sure they stick to joints, not bongs. Look, I don't know what they're doing, but they're certainly not in class. You wouldn't want to spill the bong water on the staff room carpet, would you? <laughs> That'd be no good, would it? 
I, I just I just don't know how I'm going to get through it. It's looming at the end of this week. Yeah, it's it like is. a big black cloud. Yeah. And all of a sudden, once again, I become entertainment coordinator to a bunch of kids that they've been doing the same shit for the last 10 weeks that they're going to be doing when they're sitting here. Well, can I make one suggestion that there's large parts of this house which don't have streamers and balloons in them and you've got a week oh, till yeah. grand final. You know my kids, they're pretty bloody lazy. Well, and they're very, very hard to get motivated to do things they don't want to do. Is that a good way of putting it? It is. That's an excellent okay, way Okay, that's an excellent, nice way of putting it. What do you think the chances are if I say to them, hey, guys, I've got some extra streamers and balloons. Let's do the garage. What do you reckon they're going to say? Get stuffed. One of those words would be pretty close. Yeah, well, I think what you need to do is beat them at some form of sport yeah. and then make that the winning thing that... Yeah. So then they have to do it. But then I've got a super. Well, I can't be bothered either. Nah, fair enough. It's yeah, a lot of hard work, it. isn't it? You know what? Let's just yeah, play a song. Let's just play a song. Yeah. I'm just over everything. <laughs> if this world is wearing And now we have Stay from Shakespeare's sister, Tim. Mm. Were you a fan of them? Do you remember that song? Yeah, I didn't mind it as a young kid. Always a bit confused about Shakespeare's sisters. Why? Sister, sisters, sister, one or two? There might be more than one, but he's only talking about one. Sure. So I was never sure when I watched a film clip whether they were lesbians or not. Obviously, it doesn't matter whether they were or not, but as a young man sort of exploring that, you know, Mm. part of his sexuality, I was never sure. Also very confusing watching the Eurythmics as a young boy brought up in a very conservative household Mm. that the male had the long hair and the female had the short hair. A very conservative household. If that freaked you out, you know. Well, hang on. Freaked out's a bit strong. It was just a point of curiosity. With Shakespeare's sister, did she have short hair, did she? I can't recall, to be honest. I just remember thinking... What about Shakespeare? Did he have long hair? No, he had that sort of... He was bald on top and had the long stuff around the side, as, oh, as was the style at the time. <laughs> that seems to be the style of the time. It does, like yeah. a tuck type haircut. And then he had the, the ruffled the colour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor Willie. Well, he did all right, didn't he? He did all right. Yeah, I don't know. Was he rich when he died? Oh, I don't know whether he was rich. He was well known. And yeah. let's face it, if your work's been talked about in 600 years' time in a country that didn't exist when you were alive, it's pretty cool. Well, how do you reckon he got his name? Shakespeare. Willie Shakespeare. Willie Shakespeare. You're an idiot. Yeah. Might have been a bit of wanker, is what I'm saying. Again, the tangents for which we are infamous. Again, yeah. Shakespeare's sister, possible lesos. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter, does it? Of course I it mean, doesn't. I mean, in the 90s, it probably did. No, not even. No, no I'm, I'm not saying to us. I'm saying that a lot of people got questioned about their sexuality back then. That became like a, a topic of discussion. It did, didn't it? Whereas these days, quite rightly, it just doesn't it's matter. Not, it's not a problem. But back then, it would became... Who was there? There was a few artists and, and actors and stuff like that where people really like your George Michaels of the world. Yeah, that's a cool bloke. It, it became like a, a thing where it almost stunted his career because everyone wasn't sure, mm. you know. And then he had that release that went down the wall. Don't know. In the You're an block. idiot. Oh, play a song, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Luke. No, we got Mailbag back. Oh, right. I play the jingle then. All right, let's play the jingle for Mailbag. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. I love this time of the week. Yeah, you like Mailbag, don't you? I do. What do you like more of that or the Justin Murphy Award? I think we get a broader cross-section of the community in the Mailbag. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm going to read them out because I'm really excited about the ones this week. Yep. There was Actually, there wasn't as many this week, but the ones that did come through that we're going to use were very good. This first one. All right, it's from Zara in Mount Denise. Oh, that's local. It's close to home. It's very close to home. A closer than I'd like, actually. Yeah, well, that's right. When I was younger, I had a competition to see how many dry wheat bicks I could fit in my mouth at once. It was still more fun and less dry than listening to your conversations. Wow. Please stop. 
Wow, so it's just a plea for us to cease and desist. It looks like that, Tim. For some people who don't know, we live in Mount Denis. We do, yep. I have a daughter named Zara who lives Could it be her? 50% of the time, and um, she does eat a lot of wheat bix so I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Right, she just... In fact, I'm positive she told me that she did it. Yeah, so right. I said I'd read it out, but, uh, you know, it's not bad for her. When I was younger, I had a competition to see how many dry wheat bix I could fit in my mouth at once. It was still more fun and less dry than listening to your conversations. Please stop. Well, we're not going to. There you go. End of the no, discussion. No, we're not going to. Right. And uh, anyway, how many times did I tell her to close her blinds the other day and she still didn't do it? That's right. So we're going to keep talking. That's right. You know, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm not going to listen to you. Done. Next. Yeah. I think we've taken her to school, so to speak. Uh, Number two, Mm. this is from Jodie and Leopold. I went to the supermarket the other day and it has since been classified as an exposure site. Is this because you two were there in your trench coats? Oh, well, Double yeah, entendre, it, it is. I don't even own a trench coat. I had a wonderful Burberry long coat once, but that's not a trench coat. It's different. It is a bit different. I know the exposure site, you know, we, we yeah. exposed ourselves and all that. This, that reminds me of something, actually. Yeah. The actual person wearing the trench coat. Yeah. And you sort of say, oh, he's going to expose himself. Yeah, and all there's that a flasher. Go on. Have you ever seen one in real life? Well, does doing it count as seeing it? No, no. I'm just saying like... So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was there a mirror around? Yeah, no. Uh, no, well, I mean like, have you ever seen a flasher? No, no. Well, Wearing a trench coat? Well, I don't think they exist anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Now, I used to work at the cinema. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was there when the movie Strip Tease came out with Demi Moore. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that? Some of her finest work. Now, we had a bloke walk in in one of those trench coats, went and sit up the front. Oh, jeez. Right? Yeah, go on. And... Without getting too vulgar, we, me and another bloke, had to clean up his area. That's what we did. There wasn't popcorn that we had to clean up. No. We didn't do it there and then. We let the cleaners do it overnight, but we had to barricade that area off. And it was an absolute exposure site. And people say... Before they were popular. That's that's right, before they were cool. People say that internet porn's a bad thing. Internet porn are keeping those people at home where they belong. Exactly. Now, the internet was only fairly new back then. That's right. It certainly wasn't used the way it's used these days with smartphones and the like. You know, he's obviously had to go out and get his gratification watching Demi Moore at a a cinema. MySpace and Napster wasn't doing it for him, so he had to get off the internet and go to the cinema. Oh, he had his MySpace in the cinema. Jeez, my word. All right, uh, number three. Now that we've finished talking about that bloke wanking in the cinema, let's move on to the next one. Now, this one, I love this one. You haven't heard this one. You're going to love it, right? You know how we always talk about Wayne from Mount Mercer? Yeah. Right? We haven't heard from him for, like, ages. Is he right? Well, he's messaging Tim. Go on. Yeah? You ready? I'm not dead. My life has just improved monumentally since giving up listening to Fat and Ginger. Oh, it's great to hear. Bit like Ash Barty giving up cricket to win Wimbledon. Yeah, to play tennis. That's right, yeah. Did, Did she give up cricket? Yeah, so she was playing Big Bash. Was she really? Yeah. I can't remember who for, but she was playing Big Bash. I didn't understand that when I read it, but okay, that makes sense. Mm. Take care, losers. Right. Right. Now, this is the best bit. Wayne from the Acacia Unit, Barwon Prison. (laughs) And then in brackets, formerly of Mount Mercer. Yeah, right. So So he's he's stopped listening to us. He's got on with his life. He got on his line now in the Acacia Unit, made infamous by people such as Carl Williams. Yeah, okay. Jeez, I wonder what he did. Just hope he watches out for those exercise bikes there. Yeah, that's he's, right, yeah. They're apparently. very dangerous there, those exercise bikes. Yeah, jeez. But oh. it's good to see he's alive, even if he's not out in his bush block. No. Giving us crap. No, that's right. So, so uh, well, I'll tell you what, let's reach out to him. Let's see if we can get him to call on the show. All right, we'll well, that. Wayne, if you're almost certainly not listening, he's given us up. No, that's right. But he's obviously listened to us enough to say that... I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll awesome. go and visit him yeah yeah i don't know if i want to go visit him why not well what's he in for 
I don't know, but there's a lot of plexiglass and stuff between you and them. They don't. Oh yeah, so nothing can go wrong. Flipping the bird and stuff, and yeah, yeah that's what do whatever we want. What you don't think he can reach out to his criminal connections? Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. We'll discuss it off air. All right, we will. Anyway, that's uh, mailbag for this week. I really enjoyed that one. It was uh, tip top. Yeah, I got a song. <laughs> this is so shit. <laughs> oh, I'll just play a song. Make it good. All right, I've got the look. <laughs> And that was Roxette with The Look. Do you have The Look, Tim? I doubt it. If this is The Look, I think fashion's gone somewhat askew. <laughs> so uh, I liked Roxette, though, in the yeah. late 80s. They were pretty cool, weren't yeah, they? they were, was it late 80s? I thought they were more a 90s yeah, band. Maybe. Swedish, I believe. Were they? I think so. Would they be their biggest export along with Ikea, do you think? Of Volvos? Or do you know that the... ABBA. Sw- was ABBA from Sweden? I think so. Yeah. And the Swedish are one of the biggest developers of new weapons in the world. Did you know that? Oh, really? They were the first ones to develop a stealth ship, and they do all sorts of work around... I didn't even know there was a stealth ship. Yeah. Well, you can't even see it as it goes past. No, well, radar can't see it. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. So yeah. you can still see it, though. Well, yeah, but by then it's too late, isn't it? Well, wow, as long as you've got plenty job. of people stationed along the coast, it should be fine. Anyway, look, before okay. we get stuck on a military strategy by two well, hey, One thing about Roxette before we move on. Yeah. There was only two of them, wasn't there? Yeah. But if you listen to that song, yeah. there's about five different instruments being played. How yeah. did they do all that? Subcontracting. Were they? Yeah. I thought it might have been like Squidly Dilly, you know, he's got like, remember the old octopus? Yeah, yeah. He's playing the drums with one yeah. tentacle and another one's playing the guitar. That's and far more likely, isn't it? I think maybe yeah. they outsourced it to Squidly Dilly. And just to keep their numbers in so they didn't have to share the royalties to this, this is not our best work. Okay. Yeah, play the jingle. Play the jingle, all right. And now it's time for an update on stuff. Associate Professor Dave Bade. Good evening, Dave. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, Hello, David. Tip top. Now, I feel you're... like we've known each other long enough for me not to call you Associate Professor anymore, because Tim doesn't. No, I just did then. Did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Associate Professor Dave Bade. I'm happy for whatever title you want to give me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Don't leave that up to me, mate. You'll end up getting abuse. Now, just like we get. You were telling me just before off air that you'd been answering questions for Roy Morgan in a poll. Yes, Roy Morgan Pohl just asking me about how happy I am in life at the moment and if I think Australia's heading in the right direction, so I gave them my two cents. Well, they obviously wanted your two cents because they rang you. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they knew who they were ringing, but uh, anyway, I, I, I got halfway through it before this more important phone call came. Absolutely is, is, right. Is that what they're actually polling at the moment? Do you feel happy at the moment? Like, why waste your time? It's just, pretty broad, isn't just it? Just put it as a big no. Nobody's happy at the moment. <laughs> that's, Not that's one it. person is happy at the moment. <laughs> Except Griffo. Yeah, Griffo. Griffo's loving it. That's yeah. <laughs> He's in a purple patch, that man. Mate, oh. I saw you on Facebook the other day. Yeah. He was going to the Brisbane Lions oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, vote count. Yep. And you should have seen him parading around there, mate, like he owned the place. Oh, absolutely. Well, he Good does almost. So. Yeah, he pretty much does. Yeah, he? that's right. Now, look, one of the questions, did they ask you about, and I'm sure we've all received one, the Craig Kelly text messages? They, they didn't officially ask about that, no. No, and one of the really disappointing things Who's about... Craig, so Craig Collins, Kelly, for those of you who don't know, is the new recruit to the United Australia Party, which is Clive Palmer's party. And I have a habit of sending out spam... It's not your ex Collingwood player? No, 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 no. He's a big, fat old politician. Okay. And they have a habit of sending out spam text messages to all and sundry, basically just saying mainstream politics is shit, vote for us. And then when you try and text back, f*** off, it's yeah. not a number you can text back to, so... Yeah, very yeah. disappointing. I must admit, I get a lot of that sort of shit. You just delete. I've, I've so many people ringing out, oh, have you got time for a survey? No, mate, because I've got a life. 
Hang on. So by definition, you're saying that Associate Professor Dave Bade, because he took the time to answer the Roy Morgan questions, doesn't have a life. Yeah, I sort of got painted into a corner there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I answered it is because I did have a, I thought I had a spare 15 minutes spare. Um, but I also think that I, I listen to these poll results sometimes and I go, who the hell have they been speaking to? Because that's absolutely rubbish. <laughs> so... What did you actually say, Dave? Was there anything there that we'd sort of go, oh, that come from Dave, that one? Yeah. No, no. But one of, one of their questions was, do you agree with the statement that all women should remain in their house looking after the domestic life while the business of running the, the Australian government's left to the men? Wow. Oh, my wow. God. That's a trick question. That's like your wife saying to you, so if you were with one of my friends, yeah, who right. would you be with? Well, there's no right answer to that. No. You're in trouble no matter what you answer. That's right. It's right up there with, do I look fat in this? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If you hesitate, you're lost. If, if you don't, don't say exactly the right thing, you're yeah. stuffed. Well, like in that scenario when your wife's asking a question like that, it was a female... Uh, survey uh, questioner so there was only one right answer for me to give this. <laughs> I like Jimmy's car's answer to that What's when that? he said your wife asked you you know if you could be with one of my friends which one would it be yeah. and he goes well you know Alice is probably better looking but Julie does that thing with her tongue <laughs> <laughs> it's very good it's a funny question I'd ask in a Morgan poll which are you know usually political and in nature and yeah, you wonder what they're trying to, what the answers are that they're trying to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, they're asking all about how are you now? How do you think we'll be in five years? Who did you vote for back in the day? Who do you want to vote for now? All that sort of stuff. So, you know, yeah. five years, Dave. We'll be nearly fifty. That's disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> it's a terribly confronting thought, Tim. Will, will you fellas be allowed to vote then, or not? What do you, What do you? Okay, here we go. I'll let you have it. Yeah. Why is that, Luke? Oh, I just sort of thought that once you get to a certain age and you're a little bit confused about life and you're not sure exactly what's going on, then maybe you should have that right taken away from you, like driving, Tim. That's what I'm thinking. Was it worth the wait, listeners? That's the question I'm asking you <laughs> for that joke. Was it worth it? Yeah, you know what? I've gone off surveys because I get that many sent to me at work. Like Roy Morgan said, are you guys happy? Is there anything we can improve? But they never change nothing. They listen to it and go, oh, you know what? The whole workforce has said they're depressed. So what we should do is just keep doing what we're doing because it's going really well. So what have you changed though, Luke? About what? At work. What have you done to make work a better place? I do lots to make. I bring my laughter and merriment to all, Tim. I'm like a Santa Claus that comes every day. Jesus, you are not. <laughs> he, bought, he bought about 100 pizzas for the crew the other yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so now, look, uh, you sent me through a uh, name of a song and a band, which I just listened to literally just before, <laughs> because I'm very bad at what when, I do. When did you send that to him, Dave? Because he goes, oh, shit, I've got to call Dave. I better have a quick listen to this song he put me on to. Yeah, I've only given him that song about seven times, so he's yeah. going on. <laughs> If, again, I'll say it, I'm nothing if not consistent. So I listened to it, loved it. So the song, sorry, was The Dregs. And what was the song called again? Just tell the I listeners. Give myself to you. Um, it just popped up one time in, in one of my sort of uh, listening tracks. And um, I just I just loved it. I thought it was a really happy, up-tuned beat. Um, really enjoyed it. And I thought it was some, from some group overseas. And I found out they're living next door to me in Caboolture here in Queensland. So, oh, Caboolture, uh, really? Young, up-and-coming up sort of Aussie band. No, that was a really good review of that, Dave. Tim, what were your thoughts on it, mate? Because loved it. You loved it? Because I noticed that you listened to about the first 10 seconds and go, oh, okay, that's pretty cool, and then turned it off <laughs> and called Dave. So did you think, like, the middle eight? What part of the structure of the song was your favourite, Tim? Oh, I thought it was, as said in the castle, it was the vibe. <laughs> 
It was the vibe. Yeah, the vibe in the first sort of 10 seconds, Tim, you're, you're right. Uh, thank That's you. All. Thank you, Dave. Thanks it's, for... it's worth a full listen, though. I will. It's worth a full listen. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get on to You know what, Dave? I don't know if you uh, follow us on Facebook, mate. I know that you, you're probably not on it, but if you were to look at my post, you'll see a picture of Tim's toothbrush that popped up at one stage, and it looked like an 80s punk haircut. It was bristles going all over the place. It looked like it should have been in a museum. And he was still brushing his teeth with it, right? And I walked into his bathroom. We've got separate bathrooms. And I saw that thing and I thought it was a pet. I didn't realise it was a toothbrush so I saw the handle of it. And even then, this is your friend Tim Young who you went to uni with. Even then, someone else had to buy him one. Even after copping shit from me, someone else had to buy him a new toothbrush. He still didn't go and replace it. Are you done? I think he still uses crushed up pumice stone for toothpaste as well. (laughs) What, is there some other kind or what are you talking about? (laughs) I think we should listen to the dregs, listen to Dave's Yeah, we're going to play a little bit now. We'll let you go, Dave. You've probably got a bunch of telemarketers lined up ready to give you a call, so we don't want to hold up your phone line there. (laughs) All right. I'm I'm free all night now. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you next week. Boys, always a pleasure. Thanks, Dave. Tim, that was the dregs yeah. with uh, Give Myself to You. And what did you think of it now you've actually listened to the whole thing? Ah, uh, look, it wasn't too bad. And to be quite frank, Associate Professor David Bates is far more successful and smarter than I am. So I, Happy to yeah, go with his recommendation. Yeah, defer to his recommendation. And uh, yeah, no, actually, it was all right. Like yep. he says, upbeat. Keeps you sort of, you know, yeah, I didn't through mind the it. day. I didn't mind it. Does it make you want to suck up more of the dregs? You want to do that a bit again? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was all right. The dregs are never the good bit, are they? It's like in the bottom of a Cooper's stubby. You don't want to drink that because it's got the sediment. Well, I can't imagine that name would make you want to go see it. The you wouldn't dregs. go and see the dregs? The, 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 you'd think that they would be left over after the big act. So, oh, you know, you'd, yeah, you'd yeah. go and see your hunters and collectors, and then they go, oh, and by the way, if you guys want to hang around, there's a little band that's going to keep playing at the end of the that's night. Like, have you seen a few of those comedy gigs when they go, you'll have the main night, and they go, oh, open mic afterwards? Oh, I haven't, but that's a really good idea. It's a terrible idea. Oh, is it? Well, you think, right, so you go and see comedy, you go and see, I don't know, let's pick a name. Everyone's fantastic. Dave Thornton, headline, thanks very much, good night. Oh, and now we've got some open mic comedians. Why would you have to go for Dave Thornton? Me, you were both sitting here, you could have just said me or you. Oh, yeah, sorry, Luke Massey. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful, and the crowd erupts and people And they go, did the open mic start already? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) When does the comedy start? (laughs) And then you got, after that, you got some open micer. We'll never do it. Now, we have got uh, an award coming up. I'm going to play the jingle. Yeah. Gingers have been persecuted for centuries. So, who's been drawing blood this week? It's Fat and Ginger's Gingivitis Award. Uh, thanks, Deirdre. She's yeah, going well by all accounts. isn't she? Oh, I was thinking about a couple more segments yeah. as well, so I've got to contact Deirdre and see if she's up for some more. Well, she's up for some work. work. I spoke to her the other day. She's currently going, you know, the Fred Brophy boxing troupe that we have here in Australia? Yeah. Well, she's in the Texas bare knuckle fighting troupe going around Texas at the moment during oh, the summer wow, months. Because she just can't get voice Just can't get work, so oh, can't get voice over work, so... Uh, I think I mean, we should sling her She was quite good looking. Too. Oh, I hope it's not going to affect her looks. Well, no, apparently she's yeah, quite the boxer, so she hasn't had a glove laid on her in six months. What about if she gets hit in the throat? No, what, not going to happen. Her no. defence is rock solid. Yep. Um, she actually said the other day that she could take on Mike Tyson in his prime and still win, and I believe that too. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with no, her. absolutely not. She's hot. I'm not going to argue with anyone who's hot. So this week in uh, the Gingivitis Award... Um, yep. So what's the Gingivitis Award, Tim? So it's basically for someone who's hung shit on gingers. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. That's, that's it, isn't it? No, I think that's, that's in a nutshell. Um, someone who... We, we get enough crap hanging on us. We don't need extra. 
and this is our second recipient and mm. I didn't award this. I didn't come up with this. You come up with this. I just want that up from the top. I'm throwing you under a big bus. So you are throwing me under a big bus. Thanks yeah. very much. So again, Friday night, we'll go back to that. Yeah, I agree with the reasons behind it, mind you, but I just can't be seen to be handing this award out to this particular person. Soft, Massey, yeah, soft. No, no, so, no. Friday night, again, your beloved cats who basically, they shat the bed on Friday night, didn't they? One of our usual serviceable oh. players is Gary Rowan. Gary Rowan, who is a ginger. Yep, he kicked a match-winning goal this year. He's popped up. Against the dogs, about, wasn't it? Well, he kicked about 32 goals for the year, so a reasonable yeah. return for a, a small forward. Would you say he's a, the Colin Miller of your season? Uh, serviceable journeyman, you know. Uh, Colin Miller probably did all right towards the end. Yeah, and, and that's the it. point. But the thing is, right, we had 16 players that performed under par the other night. He was just one of them. Wow, that's a lot, of that? who does the one everyone focus on, Tim? The ginger guy, the Gary The ginger Rowan. guy, because he's an easy target, because he can't fight back, mate. And I, because I know you, obviously, I know certain people related to you. Mm-hmm. I know one particular person... Your father hooked into him especially hard on Friday night. Oh, we had phone calls and texts going back and forth, and he was vicious, wasn't he? He was. He laid right in the Gary Rowan. Uh, Can you remember some of the things he said? Uh, Off the top of my head, no, but it was, you know, something along the lines of, oh, he's not good because he's ginger. That's, yeah, that's you right. Know, yeah. Stuff like that, this, you know, Tim. This Fanta pants flop. Yeah. No good in know. finals. Yeah, he's, it's because he's a redhead, he can't deal with pressure. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so. I don't but think it was stuff like that. It wasn't real cerebral stuff, was it? And, yeah, uh, there was some harsher words said, but I feel a bit sorry for Gary Rowan. I know he didn't play well. He wasn't on his own, but because he's a ginger, right, he's had a few issues in the past with finals and big games. But mid-year, he got right. injured for a couple of weeks. Mm. Been a couple of weeks out of the side with an injury. You could see he did it on the ground, so you knew mm. why he was injured. This big rumour come out that he was sleeping with players' wives and girlfriends oh, really? and all this sort of stuff, yeah. So the ginger bloke just cops it, mate. There was no truth to it whatsoever. In fairness, being ginger, he probably started the rumour about Yeah, sleeping just with, so yeah. he's having sex yeah, with that's, someone. That's right, really yeah, someone's actually... Often started a similar rumour about myself. That's right. <laughs> you know, I right. just want people to think that I have done that before. So, Pete Massey... You win the Ginger Vitus Award yeah, for this week? Yeah, he's not going to be happy about it. That's all right. You know, he might even get you back by getting mum to cook for you. Oh, you... Jeez, play the song. Play the song. <laughs> it's like... So much. How did you like that, Tim? I could see you bopping along over there. Nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, see, I'm starting to find some songs that I know you're going to love. Yeah, White Stripes are fantastic. Ah, they were a pretty good band. I think they're not around anymore, are they? I don't think they're making stuff anymore, no. Uh, I know they're not around anymore, but there's still good things, the blue and white stripes. What? Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah? Well, no, the, the evidence would suggest that that's not a great thing. In fact, that leads in nicely to our segment, That's Crap, so if we could have the jingle, that'd be great. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Now, I'm just going to launch straight into this because it's almost tailor-made for this segment, mm. what I'm about to talk about. So, all oh, the, I know what you're about to yeah, talk about. We've no, already spoken about no, it. No, well, just let me, give me 30 seconds, no, okay. and then you can do whatever you want. Okay. So, it was built up, especially living and working in Geelong. It's been built up all... Don't get off your phone. <laughs> it's been built up all week, it was, before they came about how good Geelong were. It was about 10 pages deep either end of the Addy about how good Geelong were. That's Addy all year round. Oh, yeah, I know, but it was particularly fervent and rabid at this time. And it was great. They're fantastic. And it turns out, no, they're not. They were crap. All right, so you've written down here Geelong Football Club. <laughs> 
right? So you're saying the Geelong Football Club is crab. I reckon that's harsh, mate. Like we've the reason everyone's talking about us the way they have is because we've made eleven out of fifteen prelim finals in the last fifteen. Years. Is that what it is? Eleven out of fifteen prelim finals. How I many others have you won? Yeah, about two. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I know we haven't gone that well in them. Okay. And actually, I've got to say in all seriousness, I did feel sorry for you guys because especially people from your family that were on the Zoom call with during yep. the game, yep. that the prevailing attitude was before the game, nah, we're going to lose. Well, we had that feeling. Yeah. We had that feeling. We, we're realists. Yes, you are, yeah. We are realists. Yeah. And, and like, I knew the Port game, we were going to get smashed. Well, not get smashed, I knew we were going to lose it. Yeah. Because okay. the first five minutes, you can tell a lot about Geelong. Mm. If they're switched on, and they really move the ball quick and they look to play that fast game, you go, okay, we're a chance here. If they start like, chipping it around, that you go, okay, we're stuffed. Oh. And, I, and you could tell in the first five minutes of that Melbourne game, we were in trouble. As a neutral watching that, I agree with you. But, but I think to have, you've already talked about it in your topic. Yep. To have it as that's crap as the Geelong Footy Club, not their performance the other night, but just the club in general. Yeah. I, I can't. I, this might be the first that's crap I don't agree with, mate. Because that's not really only are we up there every year, a lot of our initiatives have been encompassed around the whole league. We were the first team to give the little kids a hat when they hand you the medal on grand final day. Is that the best you got? That's what we got. Is that the best you got? The hats yeah. for the kids? Hats for the kids. But you guys the first to do that. We were. Is in 2007, we were the first to do it. And now everyone just does it. Groundbreaking. That's just one of them. I'm just saying, like, we're very easy to deal with at trade time. We always look after people or try and accommodate people. Well, it's pretty rosy when you're in a taxpayer-funded suburban ground in a city all to yourself, isn't it, eh? Yeah, but no you one else has to... every advantage. Hang on, no one else has to pay for their ground. Who pays for their ground besides us? The taxpayer. Yeah, but every other footy club, including your bozo club, Richmond, who come along... No, it's owned by the MCC Trust. Yeah, exactly. So you don't pay anything. No, but the so taxpayers don't... have to? Oh. Is what I'm saying. Righto, what do you want to talk about? Oh, we're not going to go any further, No, nah, I can't be bothered. Oh, no, because I'm getting too angry, aren't I? No, nah, no, nah, it's all right, it's all right. I now feel bad about my topic. <laughs> what is it? Oh, no, nah, because I, I knew you were going to talk about your footy club, so I had one there just to get you back. Go on, just tell me what it is. Light and easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about this briefly, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Geelong Footy Club, is it going into that crap? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll put it in for this week, but I'm not going to put no, it in forever. Look, I... I'll acknowledge you've done some great things. The hats for kids, wonderful stuff. <laughs> so I would just say that's crap, their performance on Friday night. Okay, perfect. Done. I can live with that. Right. Right. Light and easy. Now, yeah. I have never done it. I have yeah. to say that off the bat, but I have done a similar one, a Jenny Craig type thing. Yeah. Now, the problem with it is, yeah. and you've been on it for a little while, too. I have, yeah. And you are looking better. Thank you. Look, I'm not saying like you're trim, taut, and terrific. I don't want to give you a big head. You've already got that. Oh! Hey, that's out. Actually, so, I'm surprised that this, it's taken this far to get a head reference. So. Yeah, I know. I was just saving up for that one. Yeah. Um, but the, the reason I want to put it in that's crap is that I've watched you get your box of food once a week. Once a week, yeah. Once a week. And then you proceed to eat anything else as well. Oh, that's right. true. I've seen you eat yeah. your light and easy meal and then go, I'm still hungry, and just go to the cupboard and grab something else out or what you do more often is go I'll just have two meals so you'll eat two light and easy meals in one city that's been known to happen maybe <laughs> it's a struggle it's a struggle 
do. If I was addicted to drugs, you wouldn't be making jokes about my heroin addiction, would you? No, I wouldn't be. No, no, no. I'd just probably be doing addiction. it with you. Yeah, that's but right. But yeah. this is why I think it goes in that crap, because unless you are 100% fully committed... Absolutely right. ...you are not going to lose weight. No. Now, when I did the Jenny Craig thing, I did lose about 15 kilos, I think, but I stopped alcohol, and for five or six weeks, all I ate was what was on that menu, right? I didn't eat anything else, and I had to be strict. Yeah. And, and to do it, you have to be strict, and that's, that's right. why people do it. That's right. But when you're eating two meals at a sitting... No, that's true. And, and topping up with some, you know, whatever's floating around in the sushi. cupboard in between. Sushi, go across the road and get some sushi. sushi and all that. And, I don't think it works. And do you know what else isn't going to work in our favours? They're building a McDonald's yeah, across the road. And a, hungry, and a Hungry Joe's. And a Dan Murphy's. It's are all going to open in very quick succession. Now, did you notice all three of those buildings, they turned earth the day I saw my lease? <laughs> That's they great. knew, they did their research, they said, if he signs it, we're in, boys, we're that's, in. That's it. So, but I agree. I think my take on Light and Easy is, I'm sort of getting it now because it's convenient as well. Yep. Um, but you're right. Unless you have absolute commitment to it, it probably doesn't work as well. And I think you've got to do it for a limited time frame. You've got to say, right, yeah. I'm doing it for, say, six weeks and then just absolutely commit to it. Because if knows. there's no end in sight and you think, well, this is how I live now, yeah. it can't work. And all no. those things are the same. Unless you're fully committed to it. Yep. That's crap. That's crap. Done. All right. Here's you two. Tonight. Oh, I thought you'd be happy with a few of these. And don't think that I haven't taken you into account when I'm doing them as well. I appreciate I, it. I, I know last week you told me not to educate you anymore. That's Thank you. So yes. tonight what I've done instead is pick songs that I really thought you'd enjoy. Oh, mate, I really appreciate it. Yeah, because you did that lovely gesture for me the other night. That's right. You know, the, <laughs> the, the flowers and the car. The least I can do is play some songs that aren't going to make you punch yourself in the face. <laughs> now, we have got the Justin Murphy Award, which is for anyone who sulks, is a hypocrite, whinges, just, or just carries on like a dill. Pretty much. I'll play the jingle. Are you easily offended? Justin Murphy Club. So this week I decided to put forward a nomination for the Justin Murphy Award mm-hmm. and it goes to the principal of Fitzroy Community School. Okay, now there's going to be a little bit of nepotism with this one, isn't there? Because there's, I know him. You know the person? Yep, I do know uh, the person. Are we allowed to say his name? Well, we've said who he is, so... It's in the media. It is, yeah. So Tim yeah. Berryman's the principal of the Fitzroy Community School and I know him through a family connection. Okay. Um, I'll leave my personal opinions of him out for the time being. Well, okay. All right. uh, yeah. Why has he got the Justin Murphy Award? Well, because he thinks he knows better and he doesn't. It's shown by the evidence that he's now got a massive cluster associated with his school. I know what's happened because you told me yesterday, yeah. but for those who don't know who Tim Berryman is, what's he done? So Tim Berryman's a principal of Fitzroy Community School and all throughout every lockdown that's been in Melbourne and COVID and whatnot, he's said, keep coming to school, keep coming to school, you know, and he's citing all this stuff, you know, evidence-based stuff that it's, you know, better for kids to keep coming to school, whatever, in almost direct contradiction to the public health orders. Is he allowed to do that? No, I don't think so. Because everyone's been told you can't go to school. That's right. And I think that's what's going to sort of happen now. Just to catch listeners up, what's happened now is there's now a massive cluster associated with that school. And as a result of that cluster, nearly a thousand people are going to have to quarantine. All because he decided he was better than the government. All, well, he knew better. Yeah. And so you, he's been on the media a fair bit over the past sort of 48 hours and um, answering questions from all and sundry about what he did. What's, and he, what's he been saying? What's his excuse? Oh, just basically that he knows better. 
And he's still fighting them. He's yeah, still saying, I, yeah, I know more than the government. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And mm. I just think there's a real sort of, I don't know, from the stuff that's in the public domain at the moment, there's a real arrogance about him. There's a real, I know better when you don't. No. This stuff's made up by doctors and stuff. Was he like that when you knew him, Tim? Was he a bit yeah, arrogant? Yeah. He was, bit yeah. up himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is he going to hate to hear that about himself when he listens back to this podcast? Well, the thing about cocks is they don't know they're cocks, do they? Not saying he's a cock, but I'm just saying people who are idiots or dickheads (laughs) don't know they're dickheads. And that's that's part of the problem. So you're not saying he is, you're just saying that generally dickheads. Generally, just as a complete tangent, complete unrelated comment. Yeah, yeah, but nothing to do with him. We're not not saying he is, but for for legal reasons. (laughs) That's right. We've consulted uh, with Fat and Ginger legal team and they've said don't say anything. Yeah, they've said, well, don't say anything about him. No. Uh, Mr. Berryman. Yeah. When he was younger, he was a bit arrogant and now nothing's changed. No, thinks he knows better. Still trying to outdo the system that he's a part of. And failing miserably. Well, it would appear so. I mean, you know what we all think about that. We're all trying to do the right thing. That's right. I yep. mean, we couldn't even have anyone here to watch a footy the other night, Tim. We Terrible. had to do it via Zoom. No, that's right. Most, you know? most unsatisfying. And uh, we, we'd hate to have a little cluster here, wouldn't we? Oh. You know, with all the people that we have coming and going oh. from this house, mate, it's just like a swiveling, revolving door of characters of, you know, all sorts of people. And uh, it's just me and you, really. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's well, right. I think we probably fit in the same category as Tim Berryman. That's right, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that's who oh, I think should win the Justin Murphy Award this week. Yeah, that's fair enough. I reckon that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. People who think they're above everyone just else. Just carrying on like a poor Hypocritical. And, and look, a lot of kids are probably going to be crooked now because of you. That's right. And the adults. And, and just the, the adults. And even the people that aren't crooked, the thousand people that are going to have to isolate now as a result of that cluster. Yeah. That's a lot of people who are now have to take time off work. Perhaps they don't all have sick pay. So some of them might have to take unpaid leave from their jobs. Yeah, fair enough. And it's all because he thinks he knows better. Well, when he you don't, mate. And that's why you get the Justin Murphy Award. Here, here. was Tracy Chapman with Fast Car Tim. Now, she does a much better version than the one I heard up in Echuca, probably about three or four months ago. Went to the pub there. We were doing a, a filming job up there, and there was a girl playing. She had her three mates there listening to it, and Fast Car went for about 12 minutes. And not because she did extra verses. That's how slow she played it. Wow. It was like, you've got a fast car. And it's like, come on, mate. I actually had to leave the pub. I couldn't Dripping stand it. Dripping in irony, the fact that she's saying fast car yeah, slowly. Sort of like a Kia sort of a way. Wasn't it fast car? Nothing wrong with Kias, mate. Hey, yeah. I drive a carnival. It's not a fast car, I can tell you that. Now, enough about the music, mate. We've got a very, very oh. special guest coming up. And we've got someone that we've had a bit to do with over the last couple of years. We have, yep. Who's an amazing, incredible person. I know that we have a lot of amazing, incredible people on our show, but this one really takes the cake. Basically oversees a charity called You're the Cure. Mm-hmm. And gets people to get on the bone marrow register. Donor register. The donor register. Yeah. And then they can later save a life just by a similar procedure to giving blood, Tim. Mate, how easy is that? And what I'm led to believe, but we'll go into this with Pam, is that what they need is people from diverse range of backgrounds. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk about it with her. All right. She's here. She's listening to us right now. We can see her. This is Pam Bosesian, everybody. Hang on. <laughs> Wait there, Pam. Is. Hang on. A little sound effect there. So, as I was saying, this is Pam Bosesian. Sorry, Pam, I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> Have you ever had a, an applause they, like that? They just love me too much. They couldn't stop applause. That's right, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> how are you, Pam? 
Yeah, good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, very well. Very well, well mate. We're in our professional studio tonight. Very pro. I know you can see us, so we won't <laughs> try and right. sit up any more than we no, have to. No, that's all right. I'm in my, um, I've got the pug. Oh, that's cool. Ah. In the spare room, so. Are you in the spare room? <laughs> yep. Now you've had a little boy. How's it all going? Yeah, it's uh, going well. Yeah, he's just over three months old now, so um, it's still adjusting. He's my first first baby, so it's um, yeah. definitely a life changing experience. But no, it's been been really good. And how's the sleep going? Yeah, that's not too bad. On and off, obviously. Um, so not, don't really get too much of it. I try and think about it as more disrupted sleep versus no sleep. Yep, yep. But yeah, some days some days you do feel like a bit like a zombie. But yeah, it's all right. It's all part of the experience. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, we all go through it. Although, I must admit, I didn't get up a lot in the middle of the night, Pam, for my kids. I mean, I can't breastfeed, so there's no point in both of us being awake. But that's probably why I'm not married anymore, I think. So... Uh, but uh, no, it, it is an amazing experience, mate, and you must be just uh, over the moon with how he's going. I've seen a few pictures on Facebook. He's very cute. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cute. It's probably a bit... Um Subjective, obviously, with me, but uh, <laughs> he's a cute boy. I'll bet. Excellent. And how's everything going with you all the cure? What a great job you do down there. So for listeners who don't know, just tell everyone a little bit about your background, about what you went through and how yeah. you decided to channel that into uh, such a great organisation like You're the Cure. Yeah, so um, I started You Are the Cure back in 2015, uh, but what led me to do that was my own personal experience. I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2010, uh, just before my 25th birthday, which is a type of blood cancer. And um, I underwent various forms of treatment, chemotherapy, radiation, and it got to a point where nothing was really working and they told me that I would need to have a a donor stem cell transplant, um, like using blood stem cells. Um, to basically is my only chance for a cure. And um, I was told sort of from the get-go that it would be difficult to find a match. So you, you need to find, a, you know, a, a close match to have a transplant. It can't just be anyone that donates their stem cells. Um, none of my brothers were matches, so you have to go on to, like, the public registry to sort of, uh, that you know, anyone basically can join. Well, there are eligibility criteria. Um, but yeah, I was basically told from the get-go that it would be difficult to find a match due to our Lebanese heritage because you're more likely to find a match with someone who shares a similar um, cultural background to you. And there's just um, the fact of the matter is that there's just not enough people of Middle Eastern background registered on the worldwide registries. And it's actually a problem with people of all different ethnic um, minorities, you know, where the um, Asian, Greek, Italian, all that, you know, Indigenous, um, they struggle to find their match generally. Well, why do you think that is? Because it's a worldwide register. So you matched with someone from overseas, didn't you? Yeah, so in the end with me, they never found me an adult um, match, so they ended up using, like, we sort of had to go like a plan B type path. I didn't really have any other options, but um, it's a riskier type transplant, but they use stem cells from umbilical cord blood. So like wow. when a mother gives birth, she can choose to donate the umbilical cord blood onto a public register. And so, um, yeah, I ended up getting, uh, getting those stem cells Actually, it was actually technically a double cord blood transplant. So I had stem cells from Spain and also from the US, and they basically joined those two together and, and, and gave me those stem cells. And the one that ended up taking in my body was the Spanish one. And essentially what that means is um, you grow your donor's immune system. So obviously my immune system wasn't doing the job to kill the cancer, so... The idea is that you introduce a new immune system into your body that can detect the cancer wow, and kill it. It's amazing, so, yeah, isn't it? It was, um, 
my blood, my blood type changed afterwards, what? right after the transplant. Did it so really? Pretty, pretty insane what they can do, yeah. Isn't that incredible that just from someone's umbilical cord has saved your life? Now, I've seen a picture of you when you were probably just before that, and look at you now, you're a young, vibrant woman, you're a mum, you look fantastic, but back then you were, you know, on your last legs, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, it was, um, I was pretty sick, um, and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't looking that, not looking that great, and you basically... Yeah, like I said, you sort of got pushed into a corner in the end and they said this is really your only option. It's a riskier transplant. And I was lucky because it's not even an option for everyone. Um, mm. And I was lucky to get to get through it. Um, but, yeah, you literally do sign your life away when you're signing those papers saying, you know, you understand what you're going you're undergoing this um, this transplant and what your chances are. Of, and and of the risks involved, I suppose, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So there's risks that pose with actually having the transplant too. There's all sorts of things that can go wrong. Your immune system basically gets wiped out to introduce the new immune system. So, um, you know, even a common cold can can kill you if you catch it when your immune system is down that Mm. low. And so it's, um, yeah... It's um wow yeah it was it was a scary experience. Um, oh, I can only imagine doing all of that. Pam, now you say it was a, a scary experience. That's one little phrase, and I, we don't want to sort of dwell on it for too long because we're going to talk about the positive you've done since then. But being told, look, this is your chance. If this doesn't work, you know, this is it. To say it's a scary experience must have been a real understatement. Like mm. You and your family at that stage, like, what was it like to be think? Well, this is my chance. Otherwise, I don't have any future. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like it's a bit of a fleeting statement when you say it was scary. It's so much, you know, the, the things that you feel um, and go through is, um, yeah, it's hard really to put into words. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess when you're, when you're in it, I guess you kind of put your game face on a little bit because you don't really have any other choice. So, obviously, you have really, you know, you have good days and bad days. Um, but it's really just about trying to take it step by step, you know, like just thinking about, okay, today I'm, I'm still here, I'm okay. I've got options and sort of just really trying to, I guess, really live in the moment rather than, it's way easier said than done, but rather than trying to think too far in the future and freaking yourself out, which I did have freak out, did have freak out moments, obviously, throughout it all when you stop and sit there and think about it, but yeah. It's incredible, and you not only just beat it, but you're thriving, and you've decided to channel everything you've been through to make sure that everyone else's experiences uh, easier than what you had. So tell us about what went through your head there when you decided to start your The Cure. Yeah, so, I mean, when I was searching for my match, I sort of saw the power of, of you know, of a, of a story and that people were, were willing to help and did want to join, but my story really went public at the time when I was searching for a match and, um, you know, I was involved on television stations and met the president of Lebanon and all sorts of crazy things that happened then. And I was sort of thought it was sort of insane to think that you had to go to those levels just to try and, you know, educate people about the, the bone marrow registry. And, and, I mean, I hadn't even heard about it until I got sick, really. But um, during my recovery, I was just doing, you know, a, a bit of research to see if there were any organisations in Australia that were really proactively out there educating people yeah. about it and encouraging to join. And I didn't really didn't really see find any and just also just continued hearing other stories of patients struggling to find their match um and just thought yeah I'd start a um when I started I didn't really know what I was going to be doing or how I was you know how I was going to do it but it's kind of just 
organically grown from there. But yes, that's why I started the charity called You Are The Cure. Because um, literally the cure to some cancers is, is in people's bodies, but they just uh, not many people realise that, that you could just regi- regi- sorry, register yourself um, um, on the donor, donor registry and, and potentially save someone's life. So let's say yeah, you, you register yourself and uh, you get called up to donate. Is it bone marrow that you donate? Yeah, so it's, it can be confusing, and the name was like, as you were trying to say it before, it is a mouthful. Technically, it's the Australian Bone Marrow Donor Registry. Mm. The word bone marrow and stem cells can kind of be used interchangeably. So mm. uh, it's really got to do with where they extract, uh, you know, the stem cells or bone marrow from. So traditionally, they used to you know, put like a needle on the back of your hip, go on general anaesthetic, um, and that's what they call bone marrow. But these days, they can actually collect your stem cells from your bloodstream. And so that's why oh. you sometimes hear it called stem cells. So a bone marrow slash stem cell transplant, um, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it, sure does, yeah. it, it sure yeah. does. Now, I met you, Pam, down at the Deakin Uni that day. You had a stall set up down there and had a bit of a chat with you. Now, I had no idea about any of this at mm. that point. I got chatting to you. It was completely blew me away what you told me that day was that, all you need to do is swab your cheek. Yeah. I signed up that day. They sent me out a little thing in the mail. It was like a, a cotton wool bud. And you just swab, put it in your mouth. You swab the inside of your cheek. You put it in a jar and you send it back. And that's all I've ever done, right? And that puts me on the register. Now, there's a chance that no one will ever contact me to ask for help. But through that with you, I went up to film up in Melbourne to see what one actually looked like. And yeah. it, it's nothing, mate. It's like giving blood. It's yeah. you, you sit there in a, in a hospital room, they, they hook up a few things in your phone, just like giving blood, and that can save someone's life. And mm. when you hear bone marrow transplant, you think, oh, they're going to go into my bones. It doesn't happen yeah. like that, is it? It's like giving blood. They take the blood out of you. It circulates through a machine. They get what they need out of it, and they put the blood back into you. It's really the easiest thing in the world to save someone's life and people don't understand that do they no yeah there's still a lot of misconception that um it's a really scary and painful procedure um but yeah like you said 90 percent of the time it's done just like similar to a blood donation um and there is a small 10 percent uh, of the time where you may be asked to donate bone marrow in that more traditional method so you'd go under um, general anesthetic and so you don't feel anything at the time, but obviously they'll sort of get like a needle to extract the bone marrow um, from me there. And um, it, it generally, usually though, when you are asked to donate your, your bone marrow that way, it's um, usually a child or a baby that's receiving that bone marrow. So I guess that makes it a bit more special knowing that, you know, although it yeah. might be a little bit more intensive um, to go through that, it's, um, you know, you're potentially saving a child's life if you are in that small 10% that are that is, yeah. that asked to do that. Um, but yeah, for, for for the most part, it is um, it is just like uh, doing a blood donation. I actually went through. I've, I donated stem cells to myself. <laughs> it was actually another form of treatment they tried with me prior to having my donor transplant. But um, so I, I know firsthand exactly as well what's what it's like to have your stem cells extracted out of the blood. And you're like, Luke, it's literally like you sit in a chair for you know three or four hours. You can read a book, watch TV, um, just hang out, and then. Um, well, that, that's they, what it was. Hook you and you're done. It was just yeah. like they were sitting there just chatting to each other, you know? Just yeah, like yeah, just sitting right. there having a laugh and a, a joke. And it, it's not a painful experience. It's not a taxing experience. And that's what people probably don't realise when you, when you yeah. hear the words bone marrow transplant. Because I never knew 
till I went up and saw yeah. myself. And I thought it was like a procedure, like a surgical procedure. It's absolutely not. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's um, and I guess it's different to, um, you know, like a, I guess where people think about donating parts of their body and organ donation or that type of thing, and people think that you have to be dead to do that. But in this case, you can't. You don't. You know, you can be alive and well and donate your stem cells, and you don't actually lose any part of you either. So your stem cells and brain matter replenishes um, after you've donated too. So it's not like. You know, you have yeah. those stem cells after you've given them to someone, they actually just replenish themselves. Yeah. So a, a procedure like that, Tim, that's so easy. unobtrusive, so yeah. easy to do, and yeah. yet it saves someone's life. And the opportunity to sit in a chair and do nothing but watch TV for three hours, I'll take that. <laughs> so, <laughs> we could do it here, couldn't we? Oh, mate, yeah. absolutely, yeah. But uh, oh, look, I'd love the opportunity one day to be able to do that. I'd feel like Superman, oh, you know, okay. saving someone's life like that by sitting on my backside and watching a bit of telly. That's right, yeah, I'm saving <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> It is so easy. So we encourage everyone who's listening to this to go out and join the register. All you need to do is what, Pam? What do they need to do to do that? Yeah, so we're actually in a funny stage at the moment. Um, yeah, you, you can go to our website and register your interest to join. So the reason um, reason for that is uh, because basically we're, we're, there's a petition that we're running at the moment too, so I encourage everyone to try and hop on and, and um you can go if you go onto our website or even our social media. We've been um, really plugging it lately, um, but just trying to basically the government. Uh, we, we've been trying to get the government to fund the cheek swab program properly, so that what you were describing there about being able to just swab the inside of your cheek to get a saliva sample to join. Um, that's uh, that method has been used overseas for many, many, many years, and in, in Australia, it's just been a struggle to get them. In. And Luke, when you joined, that was actually still just a bit of a, a trial pilot kind of project at that time. Oh, okay. So yeah. unfortunately, if people wanted to join via that way, you, you can't. You can't actually go into a blood donor centre and donate blood and ask to be added to the bone marrow registry. Um, that's the way that we've always been able to join in Australia. But it's um, basically it, it, doing it that way. We've been doing it that way for a long time, and it's not creating a, a good pool of donors. Actually, our donor pool is shrinking. Compared oh, really? to overseas, yeah, and it's not the right. Like as, as I was saying at the start, we need sort of specific types of people to be joining. Why have the government thing. pulled that funding or what, or the ability to just send out a kit in the mail? Why is that not a I, thing anymore? I, I, I don't. I don't know. To be honest, Luke, it seems like a no-brainer. Like you'd think that, um, you know, this is this is about saving lives, and I think the challenges of COVID um, have really highlighted it as well because. Uh, in Australian patients heavily rely on overseas um, donors to get their stem cells um, because our local donor pool is just not good enough. So over 80, it's like 85% of um, patients receive their stem cells from overseas. So you can imagine how hard that's been with COVID and all the border closures and things like that. And it's a very like, um, the timing of it all has to be very precise and it's been really, really hard. So um, yeah, I'm not sure the exact reasons why um, the government aren't funding it. Like, to be honest, I've been advocating for this through your The Cure since I started it back in 2015. We've written submissions, I've written letters, I've received responses, you know, from, from Greg Hunt and um, a few other politicians. But to be honest, it's um, a lot of talk and no action. And, you know, here we are over five years later and still in the same spot. So it's um, it's a bit disappointing, but that's why we're really trying to get people behind this petition to put some more pressure on the government. To, to actually stump up a little bit of it. cash. Yeah, yeah. They've actually, and the thing is, technically, the Brain Marrow Registry has actually got a big reserve pool of cash there. 
ready to use. They're just almost kind of getting needing approval from the government um, to use it for that purpose for the cheek swab. Uh, so, okay. so, so there what's, is, what's there what's is some the residual stop? money there. So it's just yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy to me, Pam. I don't understand it. All right, there's 25 million people in the country, right? We're all going in to get COVID jabs. Like 80% of the country. While you're in there, why can't we all just go, by the way, while I'm here, swab me. And if anyone yeah. ever needs to have their life saved by me giving blood, I'll do it because it might be my sister or my mum or someone one day. Or it might be me, you know. Yeah, why why yeah. can't we? It just seems a no-brainer. It seems crazy that we're not all just on. You know how, like, on your license, it's got, like, if something happens to me, I want to donate me organs. That's just ticked, and everyone knows that's the case. Why haven't we just got it set up like that, that everyone is on that register? And if someone yeah. from anywhere in the world all of a sudden just needs a little bit of blood to help them live, you just go, okay, I'll go in here, done. Yeah. I know. Yeah, in an ideal world, it would be nice to just get everyone and anyone um, to join. Um, but there is, yeah, I mean, it costs money at the end of the day, you know, so every every test that gets um, done and, and people added to the registry costs money, so it is limited. I mean, the science of it too is that not necessarily, it's not necessarily that we need anyone and everyone to join. Like, so the, the science behind it is that you really need specific types of people to join to increase the chances of a patient finding their match. And, and and that is young males. So there's just um, the re- basically the reasons why we need young males to join is uh, because they've got more, basically more stem cells to give, and um, there's things like you know pregnancy and, and developing antibodies, which can uh, get in the way of donating stem cells, doesn't occur. So um, males sort of in the age bracket of 18 to 35, regardless of your, uh, I was now talking about having an ethnic background um, before or different gone. cultural backgrounds. Yeah. Um, Tim shouted he was hoping he was in that category yeah, but. yeah I saw, yeah, no, I saw yeah, a little bit of so, disappointment yeah. on your face no, no, <laughs> nobody wants any stem cells off Tim no that's right no one wants my stuff no that's right <laughs> yeah I know it's not nice to hear that you're too old when you're past 35 really no, is it no that's right crest of the hill of life <laughs> yeah that's and it. it was the same thing when he went to donate his other cells nobody oh, wanted that either oh, can we stop it <laughs> no one wanted those cells <laughs> no one wanted to push this head out <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Mrs. Young did it all those uh, years ago. That's true, three of them. But, too. Uh, yeah. but Pam, I reckon it's it's a great thing that you're doing. Yeah. Are you finding it more difficult during COVID to really push your message? Because I know a lot of things get lost with everything else that's going on. Yeah, it has been. Like, like with everyone, um, everyone's experienced different sorts of challenges, and so yeah, we have as well. Um, you know, we were doing some when we did have the cheek swabs available. We were running things like um, you know donor drives in the community at sporting clubs, and had a few few good ones that are lined up. You know, you sort of build that momentum, and then something like COVID hits, and that kind of you know puts a halt to it all. The good thing is that it is really built as a bit of an online model, so people could still. Um, you know, order their kits online and join that way. But then you throw into the mix the whole funding issues that we've had, and it's been it's been quite hard, you know, um, to kind of uh, like I said, build that momentum and and, and keep going. Um, but yeah, I guess we just uh, got to keep trying. Hopefully, this time around, the government do just fund it properly, and then that way we can just focus on getting people added added to the registry, and, and we'll adapt, you know, COVID obviously throws a spanner in the works, but there's always ways that you can adapt and pivot, so that's what, um, what, we've, what we've had to do. Are you after young males from certain ethnic groups? Is that how it works? No, so with, with the males, like, they... they they need males of any type of background, so no, it doesn't matter whether what what um, what background you are. Yeah. If you're if you're a young male, like that's that's just a, 
specific type of person that they need um, okay. joined onto the registry. There's only only four percent of people on the Australian registry are males, so we do need to wow. bump up that number. Why do you think that is, Pam? Why are males not joining, but the females are all over it? Well, I don't know. I guess you've got to look through the way prior to cheek swabs. The only way that you could donate was through the blood bank. So. Um, you know, I'm not sure whether are there more females walking through the blood bank doors donating blood than males for different reasons. I don't, I don't know. There's a bit, there is a bit of research that has gone into that to sort of try and understand donor behaviour and all that type of thing. Um, you know, it's not that males don't want to help, but I think sometimes you just got to get in the face a little bit more. That's why we've had some success with some of the sporting clubs because. You know, you sort of take it to them. That's why the swabs are so good because you can take it to these young guys and they're happy to swab with their mates and do it, but maybe they're not necessarily going to go and ring up the blood bank and make an appointment and go in and donate blood. Yeah. And, no, you know, we're, we're a very lazy old. gender, aren't we? You know? <laughs> that's what it is. That's just, sounds like what I'm sort of saying. I'm just defending everyone. Just no, absolutely. I, hey, I, I, I 100% agree with you. We are very lazy. And even that day when I chatted to you at the uni that day and you signed me up, if they hadn't have sent it to me in the mail, I probably wouldn't have got off my backside to go do it. And that's a detriment <laughs> to me and, and my gender. But I think it's something that's really super important that we all do. How do we streamline that how do we go out to so you said you've been going out to sporting clubs and that would have worked beautifully when you could just sign them up and send them a pack out and they all do it and send it back that's easy seems like the the smart way to do it in an ideal world if the government come up to you right now and said right pam what's the best way to roll this out so we get the whole country on this register what do you think would be the best way to do it yeah that's a good question luke there's so many different ideas i guess uh, you know, one that comes to mind is getting into the schools from a younger age. So, you know, you've got year 12 students all turning 18 and becoming eligible to join, you know, particularly boys' schools, um, if you go to boys' schools. But even just educating, um, edu- doing some sort of program where you could get into the schools once a year. And that way you're, you're actually educating every, you know, generation as they're going through high school um, and, and telling them about it. And I think that, I mean... That alone would be awesome. And doing programs with universities and things like that afterwards too. So maybe they hear it at school and maybe they go on to, you know, if they decide to go into higher education later, then they hear the message again at uni. Um, but, you know, doing doing it that way would be great. Like you said, Luke, as well, even doing things like, you know, with organ donation when you get your driver's licence, like putting in a bit of information about it in there. And I know... With stem cells, it's a bit different because it's it is super targeted. Like that's what I was saying. You know, we need young males and people of, of ethnic and indigenous backgrounds joining. Um, mm. But you still could just say that message on there because um, I think I know it sounds it sounds funny, but at the end of the day, you know, you've got limited spots of people um, that can join. So it becomes really important that the right types of people and characteristics are joining, and not what we've already got enough of if that makes sense yeah no that makes that makes perfect sense and i think i think the school's a great idea i still remember being at school in about year nine or year ten and they got like a a couple a married couple come in and spoke to us and said look our son died in a car accident and we were asked on the spot does he want to donate his organs and we said yes and we saved these people's lives and that resonated with me for my whole life like as Mm. soon as I got my license and I saw that box I ticked it straight away because at at that point I could see it I could see this couple that obviously had a lot of pain with their their child passing away but were able to sort of get something from it 
And as a young person growing up, when you're getting impressionable and you're you're trying to work out how the world works, it just made perfect sense to me to tick that box. What do we have to do to get you into schools, Pam? Can we do that? Yeah. Get Pam into schools. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, honestly, if, you know, if this government funding comes through and, you know, we can start actually swabbing people at higher numbers, you know, not not such limited numbers and things like that, um, you know, that's, that's things that we can start start thinking about. I think it's not, you know, I don't know, I have to look into it. I think sometimes school environments aren't necessarily uh, that, that easy to get into. I mean, I went to my old high school and, and did a talk there a couple of years back, but that's because I had sort of personal connection to it and they knew who I, who I am. But, you know, I think approaching, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to think about what the best way to approach that, approach that is. Like you sort of go through the education department and trying to, to get it in that way rather than approaching every school individually. Mm. I haven't really worked out the nuts and bolts of it yet, really, but um, that That's could be on the grand plan. You know, we could we could maybe try and help you out with, you know, like the, maybe get a little campaign coming because you've obviously got a lot going on and, you know, we try and help where we can, so maybe we can help you with that part of it and try and, you know, get into all the schools around Victoria. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would be amazing. And, like, yeah, I think that's something that I did realise when I started. It's like I can only be in so many places at once. So although I could go on a, a grand tour and, and do a talk at every single school, it's sort of, it's, 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 um, it's almost physically not possible, really, especially when you've got a baby at the moment. Well, but, you're going to have to find a school for your young fella at some stage. There's going to be a way to yeah, scout them all out yeah, and see point. which one's suitable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. When he comes home uh, as a teenager and sooks about the school, you go, mate, I've literally seen every school in the yeah, state. Yeah, yeah, don't argue. This so is the best This one. is the best there was, champ. <laughs> so, yeah. On your board. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Um, I'm sure what another thing that our listeners would like to know, do you have enough gingers on the register? Oh, uh, yes. Ah, yeah. Um, no, I think they are underrepresented on the uh, on the registry, actually. We need more gingers on there. That's it. Excellent, excellent. And how much cash do you need from the government? Um, well, apparently they only, well, only, but uh, it's 13, in the scheme of things, and some of the other um, programs, I guess, things that they fund, but it's, um, they'd only need about $13 million to recruit, you know, 100,000 people over the next five years. That's That's the goal. Thirteen mil. Get a hundred thousand people over the next next Th- five years. Thirteen mil. Tim will pay for that out of his own pocket. Piece of piss. We'll, we'll sort <laughs> yeah. that out. Thirteen yeah. mil. No right. That's just a fraction of what he earns for these oh, podcasts. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big <laughs> thanks to yeah. Fat Pixie, our sponsor. Yeah, that's it. Uh, look, that's uh, oh, such a great job you do, Pam. I know we've uh, we've been a big supporter of, of everything you Absolutely, do. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, incredible person. Uh, what yep. you've overcome, just personally. And then to channel that into what you yeah. do for other people is just incredible. And you're one of those inspirational people that we just love to be involved with. Yeah, because, fantastic. I totally agree. Um, it really is an amazing story. You know, it would have been easy to just go look after myself after everything I've been through, but you're just trying to help other people. Just an incredible yeah. person, mate. Incredible story. And uh, we will help you any way we can. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, that's something I'm... I think it's just something I guess that I'm really passionate about. So yeah, even though I did, you know, I try and give give myself the the time with um with my son, and, and I haven't been able to do that. But I do find that it's uh, always always ticking in the back of my mind, different ideas and what to do next. And it's sort of it's one of those things that's just 
not something that I could just uh, easily let go. Now, just before uh, we let you go, there was uh, we did a gig for you, what, two years ago, I think it was? A couple of years ago, yeah. yeah. A couple of years ago, and uh, I thought it was a pretty successful night. I, you know, I think we... Oh, Tim likes his story. Oh, I know where he's going. <laughs> oh, going. There's the best piece of feedback I ever got. We were talking to people after the gig, and I think he was one of your uncles, and I went up to him, just talking to him, I said, oh, did you enjoy the evening? And she goes, no. Nah. And walked off, and that was it. That's the only word he said to me all night. It was fantastic. So, <laughs> really? I could probably guess. I could probably guess which uncle that was. If I knew. <laughs> and, he, and the thing was, when he said it, he wasn't being rude. He was just being matter of fact. Yeah, he's just like, no, I hated it. It was shit, and just walked away. Only doing it. Well, I, I can say I was sitting next to him, and he was laughing his head off the whole night. So he was probably just being a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautifully delivered. The timing and the delivery yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was a good night. Let, let's hope we get to do it again. Let's hope we get to I do another one. I know. I hope so. Yeah, hopefully we can all get together in the room and, and have a good laugh. And and anyone listening, go to your The Cure website, which is actually you are, so the letters, yeah. you are, thecure.com.au. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're on, um, on social media as well. So hop on there. If you can jump on and just, even if you just take one minute and sign that petition, like, Really, yep. the swabs is just is is what we need to, to move forward with all of this. So yep. if you can just at least do that, you can jump on and register your interest, and we'll email you once we do. I'm being optimistic, but yeah, and uh, you know, when we do get the swabs back, we can send you out an email and let you know that they're available. And anyone listening, you won't need this until you do. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? Or one of, of your this. friends, or your sister, or your mum, or your brother, yep. or anything. you won't need any of this until you do need it. And that's when you'll be looking for it, and that's when you'll be going, why isn't everyone on this register? Mm. So let's do it now. Let's be proactive. Go to the website. Join the petition for a start. Let's get the government involved. And then secondly, all you need to do is go in next time you give blood or go in actively and sign yourself up. Yep. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's ridiculously easy. Save a life. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Pam. See ya. And that was Powder Finger with Since You've Been Gone. Mm. Are you loving my tune still? I am. I'm a big fan of what you've done with your music tonight. Yeah, cool, mate. Well, I'll try and keep this going for you because you've got me that card and the flowers and all that. Like, I, I know something's coming. Do you know I made you a cup of coffee tonight? I too? did. Yeah. Oh, what was in it? No, no. Why do you automatically think that, mate? I'm actually thankful and I've got a lot of gratitude for you doing that for me, trying to cheer me up when I was down. And I'm really trying to do the same back to you. I've only made one head joke tonight. That's true, yeah. There's been a distinct and, and lack there's a of head few, jokes. there's a few there that I could have done. You're right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't help it with that one. Was, nah, that's fair know, enough. Only human, mate. So, uh, look, it's always great to speak to someone like Pam. That's right, absolutely you know, right. Look what she's gone through, and now she's just helping other people. And that's right. A bit of perspective, mate. What a champion person. And anyone out there right now listening, go to You're The Cure website and find out how you can get a swab to send in your, what's it called? Get a swab so you can join the register. Seamless. <laughs> Seamless. Well, you've got to join the bone marrow register, mate, because it. it's, it's literally like giving blood and you save someone's life. It's so it important. Absolutely. And right. we're saving people's lives tonight, Tim. I know you don't realise that, mm. but we're bringing joy and merriment to, to people that are going through a really tough time, like, which is basically cat supporters. I think. Yeah, that's right. No, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Trying to stick up for them. I think we should go. I think we should quit while we're really not that far <laughs> Yeah, we're not bringing joy to anyone, are we? No. Uh, well, how about I'd make another cuppa <laughs> would you like another cuppa can i have another cappuccino oh it's a bit harder to make can i just make it flat <laughs>
which would be like describing our first act, I think, from tonight. This has been flat. shit, hasn't it? Well, it's not that bad. Look, it's no worse than it always is, Tim. You it's, just, it's just a different colour of shit, that's all. <laughs> different anyway, consistency. Yeah, let's go. All right, see ya. Shut down.